This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. See what I did there? Sorry, Sean, one, one week you got you got top billing, now you're back to... It's been noted. Mr Spence's... Not a very uplifting Tuesday, gentlemen, it has to be said. Um, we'll move on to the, the Scotland squad and the sort of the local connections to that, or, or not to that as the case, as, as is more, more relevant. But Dundee first. Well, Sean, I don't think we're going to... If we're going to see that, that run of... Uh, Eight wins, or well, I'm going to cast that this up every week. By the way, if we're going to see <laughs> oh, that momentum well, you talked enough. about, it really has to happen very soon. But listen, joking aside, it was a terrible, terrible result last last night, wasn't it, Sean? I mean, talk about a talk about a momentum killer, eh? Absolutely, shocker, terrible result, and um, I mean, I, I wasn't there, but from reading uh, our colleague George Cran's match content, um. Sounds like a pretty, pretty dreadful performance as well. Um, so, in, in a week that's already been billed as one that could make or break the season, well, they started all right, but they've just stumbled. So, <laughs> really big game on Friday now. Um, and I, I mean, I suppose we we'll have to acknowledge that they're 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 no by no means detached even from Dunfermline at this point. Um, but in terms of the momentum and the form, which is something that we've discussed over a number of weeks, it just isn't there. They've never, they had a little spell just before this run of postponements where they, they looked like, right, they're, they're getting motor in here. But since they've had games going off and what have you, they've, they've just, they've been up and down. And mostly, know. Do, do you know what they've lost as well, down. Sean? Just, What's that? Just basically just looking at teams. They've lost, you can't pick their team now anymore, can you? It used to, there was, a, there was a, a month or so ago where you just you thought the spine. I know there's there's been injuries and such like, but the, you, you could you could rely on the spine of that team. That seems to have disappeared now as well. I, I don't you know I couldn't have a guess at, at James McPake's starting lineup these days. So I don't know about you. No, well, there's a couple of new faces coming as well, and they're obviously being accommodated. Um, understandably so. When you look again. at it, aye, no, that's that's again. true. But he admitted wasn't an easy decision. But um, they they hadn't they hadn't kept a clean sheet in a long time. Until the Arbroath game uh-huh. at the weekend, there that was the first one, and gosh, quite a number actually. Looking back at it, actually, the the, the last one was Arbroath in December. Before that, so it was a good few months where they'd not kept a clean sheet. So, I mean, you could on on that respect, you can kind of understand that one. Um, but beyond that, I, I understand why having brought players of the quality of Paul McMullen and Jason Cummins into the club that. They want to play them, quite obviously. Um, and Jason Cummins has got a couple of goals. McMullen's six assists um, in as many games uh, up until yesterday. So that's not bad either. But then you look at the results and you just think, well, they're, they're still up and down. They're not. They're, there is no consistency there whatsoever. Um, and all right, it's a tricky league and all that other stuff and it's dog eat dog. But I've said it for a number of weeks and and I appreciate. I said I think that they can go on a run. That's from looking at the quality of the squad. Yeah, <laughs> you would think they are capable yeah. of that. Oh. It would, but the results wouldn't bear that out because they're not managing it. Um, so there's an issue somewhere. And for me, I've said before, if Dundee don't finish second, it's underperforming. 
And if they don't finish in the playoffs, it's an absolute catastrophe. So you look at the fan reaction to to the result last night. There's start this this sort of anger and unhappiness is starting to grow. It would appear on social media amongst Dundee fans because well, that's and, speak, and speaking to people and, and speaking, speaking to people yeah. too. But I mean, in, in terms of getting a taste for 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 what the, the kind of group mentality is, it's it's harder to do that at the moment because we've got no fans in grounds and we're not all out and about doing the things that we would normally be doing, speaking to as many people as we would normally be speaking to. So, I think under the circumstances, it's it's. It, <laughs> James McPake's probably had a wee bit of an easier ride than he yeah, otherwise would have. predecessors. If been fans in that ground, I think it would have been pretty apparent that Dundee fans aren't all that happy about how things are going. Yeah, Jim, do you think, I mean, let's, we'll, we'll sort of, we'll cut to the chase and then go, go back over it a wee bit, but if there was fans in the ground, do you think James McPake would still be Dundee manager? It's, it's a difficult one, <clears throat> Eric. I mean, I think the, the the dynamic of not having fans in the ground has affected a whole lot of things this season, uh, particularly it's effect, not just at Dundee. It's affected, I think, lots of results. You know, teams winning away on the road when otherwise you think they might not have and all the rest of it. There has been a, an intriguing dynamic. I mean, bizarrely, I, I, I had a, a long blether with John Nelms on Saturday morning, bumped into him in a, a DIY store, you know, and it was very pleasant, but we didn't get around to talking about football, which is probably just as well, because, I, you know, I, I now, wonder just exactly what Dundee's long-term plans are, where they're going here. I mean, you know, there are obviously calls among many supporters for, for McPake to go. I've just had a blether this morning over the, the fence with a neighbour of mine who's a big Dundee fan. He's in despair, you know, having watched it last night, uh, you know, on, on Club TV. Um I, I, it's not, it's I, not Stevie I, Campbell, was it? Yeah, no, 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 it wasn't Stevie. Stevie's a bit further along the road, you know. <laughs> There's a fair collection of football people up here, I must admit. But I mean, when I look at that table, um, you know, I, I was always thinking to myself, well, okay, you know, preferably they'll be they'll, they'll finish top six, you know, at number two. Um, but as long as they finish in the playoff positions, and all of a sudden I'm looking now and I'm watching Queen of the South sitting on the same points as them, but okay, we a game more and sitting in fifth place. And I'm looking at Cali Thistle and Air United, who've also played a game more, but sitting only one win away and one defeat for Dundee away from, from equaling them. And, and suddenly it's, it really isn't, out of the question that Dundee could could not be in this top four playoff situation. And and I, I think that would be absolutely desperate for the club. I think that, that there's a void around the club as to where they're going, as to where they're heading. And at the moment, you know, bluntly, I mean, James McPake's a lovely guy and all the rest of it, and I feel for him. But at the moment, it, it's really looking as though he's, he's just not cut out for, for, for the job. I mean, you know, for, for a team that have got the kind of quality that they've got on paper, uh, and the game is not played on paper, as we all know, but for a team that have got the kind of quality uh, that, you know, on the face of it they have, th- this is desperate stuff. You know, I mean, they, they, uh, no harm whatsoever to Air United, but Dundee, when they're able to field, uh, you know, the quality of a Cummings, a, a McGowan, a Charlie Adam, a Paul McMullen, shouldn't they be losing 3-1 at Dens Park to Air United? You know, so, I mean, no Hopkins, a fine manager and all the rest of it, but that, that's, you know, it's almost unforgivable. Uh, and, and they just appear to be a club on the slide with no, you know, just when you think they're going to put a run together, the I would say a club on find, the drift as much well, on as the anything. Drift, that's it right, just yeah. feels as if it's 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 kind of like you know they're sleepwalking into yeah. In, well, uh, and that's the danger that's been that, wasted. That's the danger if they sleepwalk into this. We don't we don't know where the, where the game is going. You know, with COVID and all the rest, we don't know how many fans will return once fans are back. And and Dundee's you know Dundee's base support has slipped over a long period of time. Anyhow. 
you know. So they have to, they have to, you know, they have to level with fans and tell them what their aims, what their ambitions are, and not in any kind of fancy way. They have to say, look, these are our ambitions, and and and, and here's how we're going to meet them. And at the moment, it doesn't look as though they can meet. Um, I think the most basic of ambitions, the most basic of ambitions is to finish, I think second, hopefully, but certainly in the top playoff uh, areas and and try to win promotion back to to the Premiership. I mean, otherwise, the, the, cl- the club just seems to be drifting to me. And, and, and the danger here, and we've seen it at lots of clubs everywhere. You saw it recently, different level, but Sheffield United, you just see clubs that where it looks as though the manager just can't find a way anywhere, can't find can't find his way home in the words of the old song, can't find a way to invigorate, to drive the players on, uh, whatever. And and looking at that Dundee side, they should be doing much better given the quality that they have, but they're not. And I think they now have a big decision to make. Do they stick or do they twist? Do they stick to the end of the season with James in the hope that things can be turned around or, did, or, or do they think about changing manager? Now, to be honest with you, I'm almost of the view that trying to change manager at this season, at this stage in the season, is a waste of time. You could do more damage than good, you know. So yeah, there's so def- so that's I, definitely I a school of thought. In that. Definitely I th- a school of thought. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Sean, there's listen. Dundee back their they back their managers. James McPake has told us that for umpteen times himself. You know, they back them in terms of the players they bring in. You know, I think you can you can you can go through them in recent times. You know, Jim McIntyre. You know got the scope to turn around the squad mid-season obviously Neil McCann Paul Hartley and now James McPake you just you just look at the the roll call of players they've got they've got they'd look at their bench last night I mean for crying out loud you know it's this isn't this isn't a there's been no penny pinching in that front and they also back the managers in terms of they give them a chance don't they you know I think you know Although Jim McIntyre would probably be the only one who says he he didn't get long enough, but you know we all I mean it was such a such a disastrous run it's results toxic, wasn't it? it was it was yeah exactly but his was the the shortest tenure by far but so you know that that's that's to be admired but there was one there was one tweet that that uh, that I there was a lot obviously a lot of tweets last night there was one from a, a sort of reasonable minded. Dundee supporter that I follow, and he was asking the question. There's, and it kind of it, it 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 sums it up for me. It's is is it is it loyalty or is it blind loyalty? And you know, it's, I mean, these are tough these are tough decisions. You know, I mean, are we at the stage as Jim said that you'd do more damage than good if you, if you, if you suddenly said, okay, we're getting a you know basically too late. Well, I mean, that would that would. It would depend on who was brought in, um, and I, I, what you're what you're talking about in terms of Dundee back in manager. I think that's inarguable. If you if you look at the way that they've 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 stuck with managers since um, John Nelms has, has nominally been in charge of the day to day running of the club, and Tim Keyes has uh, been in the background as the owner, they've they've certainly backed managers financially, and they've also hung on to them. Some would say for too long in some cases when things haven't been going well. Um so loyalty to managers isn't 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 something you can you can criticize them for having a lack of. They've always done that. If you look at go back to Paul Hartley for instance and, and I think it was a it was a seven seven defeats in, in a row before they before they pulled the trigger if you like on that one. Um and that was it included Mr Hartley himself pretty much saying 
I'm not really sure how to fix this towards the end of that run. So it, it, it was very, very apparent that something had to change at that time. Um, Neil McCann, similarly, there was a run of, I think, seven defeats in eight games um, before he was let go. Clearly, with James McPeak, we're not in that scenario. We haven't had a big losing run like that. Um, and they're still only three points off second in the championship. So we're, we're not in we're not in a catastrophic situation at the moment. So um, I I would tend to think going on previous form that they won't they won't do anything just now. I think I think James McPake will still be manager to the end of the season. Sean, it strikes me that there's a lack of clarity. I think at, at, at the club. I mean, you know, I often wonder. John, I think John Elms is the CEO now. You know, strictly speaking, that's the kind of that's the business element and the business side of the club and all the rest. And that's fair enough. You know, I mean, sometimes I've, I've kind of almost wondered if he was a a general factotum, almost like a a surrogate kind of director of football. But but strictly speaking, Gordon Strachan has some kind of role now as a a kind of technical director. No one's entirely absolutely sure what that is now if but but if he is some kind of director of football now the, the liaison traditionally you know if you take the liaison between tony asgar who's the sporting director at tanadice and mickey mellon tony tony will have a certain role to fulfill in identifying players and bringing them to the manager for his attention and all the rest of it not when we, when we don't have covid anyhow certainly you know and i'm never entirely sure just what the roles are that people are fulfilling uh, uh, at Dens. Uh, and I, I, I'm the same as you, Sean. I, I, I think, frankly, I mean, I've written in the past that I think, you know, I'm glad to see Dundee backing their managers. And I think it's a good thing, by and large. And there always comes that very awkward situation where you think, okay, we, we, what are our ambitions? Does it look as though he's going to manage them? Does it look as though he's going to manage them this time? Or might he manage them this time? Is he growing into the role as a young manager? He's entitled to learn the trade, learn the game and all the rest of it. Is there support for him to, to to lean on, to go looking for advice and, and all the rest of it? And might it be that we're prepared to write off this season if it doesn't work and, and we think by next season he'll be a, a better manager and, and all the rest of it. Now, these, these are all imponderables and unanswerables and they're not here's, a million miles away. One for you. So here's far. one for you, Jim. You, you, you mentioned it. I mean, would you, would you want to see, sh- should we have seen by now, uh, you know, a... A phone call during up to the stand to Gordon Strachan during a game. Should we even have seen Gordon Strachan in the dugout to yeah. to give him some support? Well, that, that would depend whether he's in a TV studio somewhere or not. Well, you know? there is that. I mean, that was that wasn't that yeah. the, the Morton game? He was he was mm. doing Celtic TV when you know when when Dundee were getting beaten at Morton. I mean, <coughs> yeah, should well, should he should he have been more uh-huh. had more of an influence well, given bit, everything we're talking? Because I, I remember James McPake saying he would you know. He saw Gordon Strachan being there as a very good thing for him. Has he has he been hands on enough at Dundee? I, well, I, I think Eric. It sometimes depends. It depends how the role is nailed down. How just exactly what the role is? Is it a full time role? I mean, I, I once did a a bit of consultancy for, for, for someone that we all know well and discovered that actually, A, not only did he not listen to me, but I had no power whatsoever. You know I mean? I, I'm not for a minute suggesting I'm in the same category as a Gordon Strachan, but we don't know what the role is. Is it a full-time role? How much say does he have? Would James listen to, you know, who would have the final decision? And that's what I'm saying. I think at a, I think at a club, and I think, you know, to some extent, this is one of the things I think that, you know, to, to cast our minds further from these shores for a moment, I think that's been one of the problems that Celtic have had this season. You know, if you listen to a lot of Celtic fans, they'll say, well, what happened was well, we actually ended up with a man, Peter Lowell, chief executive, who also was kind of felt he was a surrogate director of football. Now, I don't know if these 
allegations and suggestions are true or not. But I think at football clubs, you need to have the roles absolutely nailed down. You know, if you're the director of football, what is your role? If you're the manager, what exactly is your role? If you're the CEO, what is your role? Because it looks to me sometimes as though there's drift at Dens Park. Now, they're not, a, they're not a million, as Sean rightly said, they're not a million miles away by any manner of means. I mean, they're still sitting on, you know, they, they're not going to win the league. We know that hearts are home and dry. Um, but there are, what, eight games left of the season? They've played 19. It's a truncated season. So it's uh, nine times three of my arithmetic is right. Is that right, 27? So there's oh, well eight, done, eight, 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 eight games and left. That's why I mentioned you and, before, uh, Sean. And they're only, when, when, you know, they're only a the point. The pressure's on, you come up with the big answers. <laughs> they're only a point behind Dunfermline, albeit Dunfermline have a game in hand. They're, they're, they're two points, um, sorry, they're, they're, they're three points behind Dunfermline. They're two points behind Wraith on the same plate. So they're not they're not out of it by, by a long chalk. But... <clears throat> What they're struggling to do is find a degree of consistency, which in fairness, so are done firmly than Rafe, you know. So in that respect, they're not out of it. Now, you know, I think that this is where I would say it's important. I mean, you know, guys in the position, we're here to talk about it, but guys in the position that John Nelms are in <clears throat> are there to try and keep a cool head when, you know, when when all around they're losing ears, as Mr. Kipling said when he wasn't baking the cakes, you know. Um, uh, He's there to try and keep a cool head and he's there to try to gauge and judge because he deals with James every day of the week. You know, how are things going? What, what What is the atmosphere? What's the mood about the place? Do I sense that these boys can get us over the line in the playoffs, you know? Um, and, and that's that's the question he he has to answer. Or, of course, the other question is, if we don't get over, over the line this time, is Tim Key sufficiently wedded to backing the club that he's prepared to have another go next season in the Championship? These are all imponderables. I mean, sometimes... People will answer these questions. We know that, that by and large, Dundee are not particularly, um, you know, uh, they're not as open as some other clubs. I, I, I don't, I don't mean that as a criticism. That's just their way. They, they tend not to be uh, as open. You know, John speaks a couple of times a season. All the rest. That James is very open. Um, so, you know, what you're really asking: What are the ambitions of the club? What are the roles at the club? What are the ambitions? And are they prepared to? To, uh, to back James McPake. Personally, I think it, I suspect it would probably be madness. You can think that James McPake's not the man for the job while still accepting that there's po- it's pointless to change at this stage in the season because A, you've got to identify a manager who's available, who's better than what you've got <clears throat> and who's prepared to take it. Uh, uh, and then who comes in and the players might not fancy him. You know, um, so I, I think at this stage it, it, it'd be fraught with difficulty and danger to change manager in midstream. Just to go back before we finish on the the, the, the Dundee, well, we'll speak about the game as well, obviously, because it was just got oh, Friday night, Friday night BBC Scotland, Aloha away. But anyway, it just feels like a missed opportunity for me that you know a young manager hasn't had somebody to mentor him of the caliber of Gordon Strachan, which you know. It, Maybe just gone Strack is not interested in it, but I don't. I, I don't think that was the way it was sold at the start. And you may well, think differently, Sean. I I I don't. I I can't speculate on what sort of relationship Gordon Strachan and James McPake have got behind the scenes because, I, to be very very honest, I don't know. I don't speak to James McPake on a regular basis because we we have a we have a a reporter whose job it is to do that. So I don't have that regular contact with him. I mean, it's entirely possible that the that. that, that there is a, a mentorship thing going on behind the scenes there, perhaps not on a match day. Um, but I think there's actually, a, 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 I'll, I'll, I can see what you're saying, but I think there's a risk involved in something like that as well. Because of who Gordon Strachan is, because of what he's done in the game, 
I, I think there would be a, a risk of it appearing to undermine the manager if Gordon Strachan was, was getting involved on a match day. Oh, if he suddenly did, yeah. If he, if, if he popped up now, you would certainly, you would certainly say it, wouldn't you? But if it, but if it, if it was part of the, if, if but it we've was seen, we've seen the these sorts of, we've seen us, we've seen these sorts of things happen before in Scotland. And if you think back to, to, um, when you think back to Ian Cathro at Hearts and Craig Levine being the director of football there, and actually even Robbie Nielsen, even Robbie Nielsen first, yeah, first spell yeah. at Hearts as well with Craig Levine as director of football, there was always this sort of whispered about. Ah, Levine's the real man in charge here. He's that was still the time. The that was still when there was speculation that Craig Levine still fancied the day-to-day involvement. I don't think anybody would think that Gordon Strachan would be would be want to become the next Dundee I, manager, I, I would he? I, probably not. But at the same time, I just I think it would it would it could potentially create this atmosphere of of kind of scepticism and suspicion. I, I, and, and I think that Gordon. I'm not sure that would be healthy. I, I think Gordon's been smart enough to, you know, to, to, to put enough distance between himself and, and, and folk thinking that, that he's got any ambitions. I mean, you know, with, with the best one in the world, short of putting, you know, a couple of million salary on the table, I couldn't see any, any possible reason why Gordon Strachan would want to be involved. Um, any more than he is at Dens at the moment. Certainly, I, I couldn't couldn't believe at this stage in the game managing Dundee would 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 hold yeah, exactly any attraction though, Jim, for but him. Who's it? Who's it suit? Is it suiting? Is this all suiting him more than it's suiting Dundee? That, that's there, there there is there's the nub of the issue, and that comes back to what exactly is the role? How time consuming it? What is it? It may well be if it's kind of overseeing the the long term plan. I mean, I know there's all, I mean, you know, the, the, what what we often do, I often think when I used to teach contract law, we used to always say, you know, in a contract, there's a tenth of it above the surface, it's like an iceberg, nine-tenths is underneath the surface you don't see. Now there's a lot of good work going on again at Dens in terms of youth. Well, and, they're and, 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 but but that, you know, the problem is punt, you know, punters and fans and, and journalists don't really, you know, they see that and they go that's ah, very good if it's working well. But the key thing is always what's going on in the park, the first team, that's what people are always interested in. Not three-year plans, not youth academies around the rest of it. they're interested in what's going on in the park. So that's what takes up the vast bulk of attention of supporters. So it may well be that there's lots of good things going on. And Gordon Strachan is, is involved in that. And he's got a good long-term plan. They've got great youth people and all the rest of it. But at the moment, <coughs> it's what's happening on the part. And as I say... Well, exactly, Jim. I mean, they didn't call him. They didn't call him academy director or academy consultant or something like that. Had they done that, we wouldn't even have this conversation, no, that's would right. we? And 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 football. It was left titles. very vague, yeah. wasn't it? That's right, and, and and therefore that allows people to now that, that that's a double edged sword because it allows people mind to to exercise themselves. You know, uh, you know. So some folk, some folk will think, oh, we've got Gordon Strachan and his, you know, he's really director of he's this that and next. And then when it goes badly, people in positions of power can say, well, no, 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 he's only there to advise on you know a couple of wee technical things and blah blah blah. So we don't know. We actually don't know what the you know just how big a role he's got. If it's that bigger role, we don't know the relationship. I mean, you know, a manager, you know, even a young manager like James McPake, um, is not going to be kind of bossed around. You know, so I'm not suggesting for a minute he's being bossed around, but you know what I mean. I mean, you know, if you're in a position as manager, you, for your own self-respect, you don't want to be manager and have people thinking, but he doesn't really call the shots. Now, I suspect he does call the shots. You know, and it might well be that the relationship with him and John and Gordon is very close, and and he takes advice and all the rest of it. Ultimately, my assumption is that James makes his own mind up. He's his own mind. Oh, I think I, I think you're spot on. Hundred percent. I don't think he'll be straight on the phone to him after a defeat, or you know what I mean. 
mean, that sort of thing. I think James makes his own mind up. Um, I think he very much, that, that's his style. I mean, remember, you know, they're talking about a lad that, you know, whose football career came to grief uh, with a, 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 a terrible injury and all the rest of it. He's a strong character, you know, and, and and if it does end badly for him at Dens, and there's that possibility for every manager, if it does end badly for him, um, He's the sort of character I think that would bounce back quite quickly. You know, he gets knocked down, but he bounces back. Um, I hope it doesn't end badly for him. And as I say, you know, we're all dancing, uh, dancing about here because the truth of the matter is, Dundee are still in the hunt, but they cannot get the consistency required and the consistency that I think that the squad of players, the quality they've got should give them. Although there are some good signs, McMullen, I think, has been a very decent signing. Cummings may well be if he starts to kind of score on a regular basis, but it's all ifs and buts at the minute. And and that's been the problem with Dundee for such a long time now. It's been if this, but that. And, and somewhere along the line, we need to see kind of, we just need to see a, a run of decent results for the club and, and a look as though progress is actually seriously being made and maintained. And for the moment, it seems to be one step forward, one back. And and and, and I think that's what's causing the grief uh, <clears throat> at the moment. Certainly among Dundee fans of my acquaintance, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're, some of them are actually beyond despair now. It's, it's that old kind of, you know, they're going beyond the head and the hand stuff to just a, a grim acceptance. And that's actually the worst. I always say this in football. That it, 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 it is the hope that kills you. It's actually the apathy that kills you. And that's the danger, I think, at Dundee, that the apathy among many of the fans now is growing. And, and that that is a killer for any football club. Friday night on the plastic at Alloa, Sean. Just, 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 just what you need there. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not asking you to play, by the way. You know, just <laughs> no, no I can't, I can't play on plastic bad. anyway. <laughs> the knees are, the knees are no. Um, I know that's, it's, it's, a, it's not a, it's not a fixture you would you would look at and think that this is the one I want after a defeat at home like that. Um, we'll get something here. That's as you've said before. We've seen our clubs, well, United and Dundee, Dun- chiefly Dundee come drew a, there, didn't they? The, yeah, was come it this a cropper. Are they, are they all run into one. Was it the start of this season? <laughs> they do all run into one, don't they? Um, I think it was at the start of this season they drew away at Allo on, on the Friday night. But yeah. anyway, apologies yes, you're if right, you're right, season. you're right, you're right. Uh, so I no, it's a, that's a that's a difficult one, hell of a difficult one. Um, I wouldn't fancy it, uh, <laughs> but you know that just it just shows you uh, my absolute lack of heart. <laughs> I think I think I've st- I've st- I started weeks ago saying you know Dundee will go on this good run. Do you know what? They've knocked it out of me. They've knocked that positivity out of me. It's, it's been all so cheery, it keeps them going. That's it. It's, <laughs> it's been mentioned it every week that's knocked it out of you. It's possibly that as well. Yeah. Um well no jeez. I mean they have, they've got they've got to they've got to win, don't they? They have to. And all right, if they if they don't, they still might not be out of the playoffs, so they'll, they'll maybe still finish in the playoffs. But just for morale. You know, from they've got to they've got to go out there and get a positive result and look look like a yeah. side Sean, that's Sean, got something about them. The, the problem is, Sean, they're the, they're the second highest scorers in uh, in the division, but, but they can you know they concede. concede concede far too many. You know, I mean, they're, they're they're second highest scorers, but they've also conceded um, yeah, more than I think 
uh, everybody else barring, I think, is it Queen of the South and um, uh, an Aloe, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's that, that they, they just concede too many goals, uh, or they have been conceding too many goals, you know. And, and three the other night at Dens Park, and three initially without replying until they scored one later on in the game. That, I mean, that's just grim stuff, you know, that's grim stuff. So, you know, the, the problem with football is it's, it's kind of always, you know, I mean, I, I like a range of sports as we all do, and 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 you know, uh, probably among my favourites are kind of like things like the the, the sprints, a hundred or two hundred metres, a four and eight hundred metres. I love those events, the fifteen hundred. If someone's a sprinter on the hundred metres, and and you know, and his best time is kind of like you know nine 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 five, and he's quality, obviously. You don't suddenly expect to run a nine fifty like Usain Bolt. You know, if he's ten and a half, you know he's not top drawer. You can only go, you can only measure people on the basis of what you've seen previously, unless somebody is a kind of an absolute kind of dark horse that comes out there, you know, with no kind of previous forum. And looking at Dundee's forum, you see nothing to suggest that they are going to manage to put together to string together a run of you know of great wins i mean they've won seven games at a 19 you know they've drawn six they've lost six there is nothing in there it's not a hearts who have won 14 drawn drawn three lost three you know from from their 20 games there's nothing in there to suggest that they are going to miraculously put together a run of six wins on the trot for instance so you know the, the the forum book tells you that they are an inconsistent side searching for consistency it tells you there's goals there but also tells you that they concede them far too often and too many. Well, and to uh, keep the the grim news coming, it wasn't it wasn't the uh, the best of Scotland squads for uh, for with a, with a local hat on, gentlemen. I mean, first I must admit, we'll, we'll talk on it. We'll we'll move to the St Johnson guys and 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 Ryan Gold next. I was, were you expect? Did you think, uh, Jim? Did you think that Shanklin was vulnerable? Yeah, I did actually. Maybe, blind, no, maybe blindsided I, I, me a wee bit. Just, no, I did. I, I actually did, and I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I, I thought he was more vulnerable the last time, funnily enough, you no, know, because he because he hadn't been scoring, and, and this time it felt like he was he's rediscovered a bit of form, or, or those around him had rediscovered a bit of form to make sh- no, you know, showcase I, I, him a bit better. I, no, I, I don't. I mean, I have to say, I, I, I did. I mean, I kind of hoped he'd be, and obviously, you know, as local journalists, we all kind of want to see guys from this patch doing well, but I just had a feeling with this one. He's not out of things, you know I mean? He, he's out for the moment, and, and Stevie Clark has phoned him to to tell him the reason he's out and that he might be back in. I mean, that you know, that once he gets the job at Celtic Park, he might make a move for him. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, he's... I, it, the, the kind of role that he's been playing, Eric, where he's been having to drop back. I saw Mickey Mellon stuff last week, um, you know, about him having to be a cup, becoming a different type of player and having to drop back and link play and all the rest. That's great. That's not his, that's not his job. He's a striker, you know, and, and strikers are there to score goals. Um, Has he suffered then, Jim? Has yes, he suffered I, I, because, absolutely. Of the, because of the team he's in? Absolutely, he's suffered. And the tactics. I mean, he yeah. did brilliantly well in the respect that he got into squad in the first place, being a championship player, an absolutely fair play to Stevie Clark um, for being prepared to to do that. Lots of managers wouldn't. Um, but I think, you know, the way he's, the way he's had to play at United... Um, and he was off. He was injured. He was off for him, and then coming back, um, he, he simply hasn't been playing the type of role that would have brought the best out of him. I.e., in and around the box, scoring goals. In which case, you know, and, and I have to say, it must also sting to watch that Nis- to see Nisbet being in, because and, and, and Nisbet's a different type of player. He's a quicker player. He's um, uh, I, I would argue he's a better player. Uh, I have to say, I, I think he's a sharper player. Um, he, he's he, he's 
He's, I'm not saying he's quicker in the mind. I think Shanklin's a quicker player, uh, you know, in terms of he, he's a quick player mentally. He sees he's a more all round player. But, uh, and this is probably a, a more of an all round player. I read a very good piece, and I'm trying to remember which blog it was uh, just last week about this, but uh, in comparison to uh, other Hibs players, and I agreed with much of it. He's a smart player, he's a clever player, he's quick, he's got that wee element of pace and directness, I think, that, that maybe. You know, Shanklin doesn't have, and, and and of course they're giving him a try as well, and that's fair enough. He's playing at a very good level, and he's been doing well. So I actually wasn't surprised. I was hopeful that he'd be in the squad, but um, I wasn't surprised, and I think he's suffered because of the role he's he's been playing at Tannadice. Well, I mean, it's, it's Sean. It's not it's not Mickey Mellon's job to get Lauren Shanklin in the Scotland squad for the Euros, is it? You know, he's 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 got his he's got his Dundee United team safe from relegation. You know, obviously they're not going to make top six, but they, they could well be seventh. You know, which I think most reasonable people would say that's a that could turn out to be a a more than good season given the circumstances, given given the freshly promoted team and all the rest of it. I think actually I'm going to, I'm going to hear since I've made terrible predictions about Dundee, I'm going to stick up for myself a bit here. And I'm sure I said at the start of the season if Dundee United were to finish seventh, they should be very happy with that. So they're they're on bang on course for that. They're bang on course for that. So it's not Mickey Mellon's job to to sort of push the cause of of Lawrence Shanklin, but do you agree with Jim that it hasn't he, he hasn't it hasn't helped being part of this Dundee United team over the last few months to further his chances of of staying in the Scotland squad? No, no, it, it hasn't, and that'll be really really frustrating for him personally, I'm sure. Um, because having having got himself there off the back of, I mean, and, and, and frankly, incredible three seasons. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, in, no, in teams that basically their motto exactly. was get the ball to Lauren Shanklin, wasn't it? You yeah, know? that's it. I mean, I, I actually can't remember the number off the top of my head, but he scored something like something like it's like ninety six goals in that hundred and something games, which was in low hundreds, a hundred and seven or eight or something like that, which was incredible. Um, so to get himself into the Scotland squad as a Championship player off the back of that sort of run of form was a great achievement. Um, having got himself there, get promoted with United, the question is now, is he going to score these goals in the Premiership? The answer's been largely no. I don't think that it's really down to him all that much. I think he's, as Mickey Mellon's said, and... I mean, you say, you're saying it's not Mickey Mellon's job to get him in the Scotland squad. He was obviously trying <laughs> last week when he yeah. said that <laughs> when he said that he's all <laughs> games developed, he can lead the line for Scotland. All this stuff, um, and I think Lawrence Shagley's probably going out a bit late, <laughs> bit late. Uh, gaffer, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's, by virtue of the fact that United have have had to attack the season a wee bit differently than they have previously, and and allied to that, Shanklin's been, I. Uh, Possibly sometimes asked to play a different role. Sometimes out of necessity, he's just had to play play differently to the way that he has been previously. Mickey Mellon's right to say that United were the hunter in games. That was the word he used uh, last season. They were getting at teams, Shankland in the box. It was all about that. And he was deadly in there. This season, more often, more often they've been hunted rather than the hunter. So they've had to play differently. And Shankland, as a result, has had two as well. Now, on the, on the occasions, and particularly recently, more so than earlier in the season, where he's found himself in good positions in the box, because that was a big problem at the start of the season. United weren't getting the ball to him in the box. 
and the stats will bear that out. Uh, but when he is in good positions in the box, you can still see that he's got that finishing ability. That's still there. It's just that the chances haven't been coming for him uh, as abundantly as they have previously. So he will be, I'm sure, really, really frustrated to not be in that squad, having got in there in the championship and hung on for a wee while as well. Um, and right before the European Championships as well, which is the sting in the tail, really, isn't it? They, be, he would be picturing himself at the Euros, and actually United may have been picturing him at the Euros as well, because it'll no doubt, if he'd gone there and showed up reasonably well, well you get, wouldn't you have get done his few, price tag any harm, you would get, it? You get a few quid just for turning, I remember St. Johnson getting a, a a good few pounds for uh, Alan Manis being at the, the Euros with Northern Ireland, yeah, so for forget sure. the transfer money, you, you get money just for your your players being away with, with the country. But, Jim, you said at the start that uh, you thought, oh, well, he could get back in. I must admit, I, I I don't see him getting back in now for the Euros because I just don't see how he can because even if even if he scores five or six goals at the end of the season, they're against they're in the, against bottom six teams. They're against Hamilton, St. Martin, well, maybe not St. Martin, actually, Hamilton, Ross County, these sort of teams. There's no way in my mind that, Lawrence Shanklin can can show something different in these last few weeks of the season that will change Steve Clark's mind because you know what, what can he do? What yeah, can he no, do uh, against uh, these teams? Eric, I agree. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not. I yeah, there's say, injuries and such it, like. Obviously, you know, you know. that's right. I mean, you know, there's 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 we still got COVID. People could drop out. There's a combination of things. So so it's the door's not shut for him. But I would have to say, I think it, it it's the gap through which he can squeeze is very narrow. Um, it's not been shot in his face, but I think it's very narrow, uh, and that that of course leads on to, to the you know to about his speculation as to what are his ambitions now. Where does he go? Will he stick with United next season? Does he have wider Scotland ambitions? Might those be, you know, uh, might those only be achievable elsewhere? Uh, all of these things, but that's for another day. For the moment, I agree with you. You know, once I mean, you know, once United have uh, you know have gone into the dogfight. At the bottom, they'll be fine. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not going to get scrapped, uh, pulled into, into the, the the basement kind of relegation battle, I don't think. But um, it'll be pretty brutal stuff and all the rest of it. There'll not be a lot of um, uh, goals or opportunities, I think, for okay, him. They'll, they'll be playing teams that'll just and be trying to strangle be, games. Be, and be rest, strangling you know. games, that's right. You know, so realistically, for the moment, um, I, I think the door is... is a very narrow gap for him to squeeze through it would require injury or COVID or something like that horrible to to pull somebody out or you know uh, and, and others have now stepped in there's bits in there you know stepped ahead of him in the uh, the running order so I think it, it, it must be very very disappointing for him I, I I think you know and and I suspect that he's now kind of he maybe needs to sit down and kind of have a wee a wee think about what comes next for him for himself, it, because like every other player, he's got international ambitions, um, and now it looks as though the door has been not firmly shut, but certainly squeezed fairly tight on on those ambitions. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, and actually, I think, I think I said at the time, I th- I think he needed to he needed to score, and and it's terrible to say this because you know it's. You know, but we know how but we know how they think. So I'll say, I'm, I'll say it anyway. He needed to score against Rangers or Celtic, you know, in these last few weeks to to absolutely ram home the point that he was. You know, he needed to score at Ibrox when you know that when United were in a decent bit of form. If he if he'd scored the winner against Rangers or Celtic. I think he he, he would have probably yeah. been in the Scotland. Squad. Well, I mean, the problem you is, know? what has he scored seven this season? 
I, I think it's seven all, all season. I mean, that, that that is not, you know. Now, there's a combination of reasons for that. We know that he was injured. He was, you know, he came back. He kind of couldn't get going. The way United have played him, kind of having to drop back and almost become a surrogate midfielder. It was, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me sometimes of one or two United sides in the past when they struggled. You know, you were almost expected to kind of drop back, make the, you know, make the move for yourself, pass to yourself, beat a man, score a goal. I mean, his, I mean, I, I thought in some respects he was in a, a completely untenable position. It put a huge amount of pressure on him. That's not Mickey Mellon's fault. Mickey Mellon has to set Dundee United out the way he thinks is beneficial for, for Dundee United and him as a manager. You know, he's not there to great if he can get team, uh, players in the squad, but that's not that's not his main role. And I know United fan would say it is, but that has impacted on uh, Shanklin's credentials, I think, in, in terms of pushing himself forward again to maintain that place in the Scotland squad. And, and I think now that the window, the, use the analogy, the window, the door, it's narrowed considerably. And, and I would worry now for his his Scotland future, you might we might well find out he's one of these boys that you know appeared in two or three Scotland squads, and and he never does so again. I know, and it seems like do you know another wee thing that's always it's not bugged me because again it's Mickey Mellon's choice and and he scored from the spot. But see if Lauren Shankland have been on penalties, and I know that penalties are you know just just to get his goal tally up to double figures, you know if these things, you know they catch the eye, don't they? You know, I think Kevin Nisbet was on penalties for a while at Hibs. It's, it would have, I think that would have made a difference. You know, but you know, maybe he's rubbish at them. Did he not take? <laughs> <laughs> well, he scored one for Scotland in the yeah, shootout yeah, against right. to get them to the, in the yeah. semi-final. So. No, I mean, anyway. On that, on that basis, Nicky Clark would be in the Scotland squad, you know. He's, <laughs> ah, well, um, he's, he's not scored any other goals. That's no, the problem, no. no. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, I, mean I, I, I have to say, I sympathise <clears throat> with Shankland. There's a couple of things I think have now happened. One, during the window, it appears there were no bids for him. Um, now, you know, at, at the end of the day, if there are no bids, that, that tells you something as to... Um, what's going on in the game, and we know that we know that money's been tight in the game, and even English football's been impacted. I mean, I doubt it if he was ever going to get a Premiership club, but you know, a Championship was entirely possible. No bids came in, and yet there was a substantial bid turned down by Hibs for uh, for Nisbet. You know, um, uh, Sam Cosgrove again that was, catches the eye. Yeah, Steve Clark mentioned absolutely. Was, Steve E mentioned all oh, the Birmingham bids. So absolutely. Uh, and remember, you know, Clark, Stevie Clark's, you know, uh, Stevie Clark's life has been in English football. He, oh, he's still based he, down there. He, he, he's still based there. He rates the he rates the game down there. We all do, you know. There's no, you know, this nonsense. I have this up with mates. I mean, this kind of there, there's sometimes an overtly nationalist thing about oh, the game in England. The game in England's better than it is here. That's that. That's a simple fact. The life is much stronger. At the two levels, at Premiership and the Championship, it's a much richer game. They attract a better quality of players. That that's not you know that's not being anti-Scottish or or being against our game. That's a simple fact of life. I mean, I had a I had a long chat the other day with, with uh, uh, the, the father of uh, a couple of very well-known footballing sons, you know, which we do regularly. And we're talking about that the game the game down there. So Clark will look and think here. Hang on a second. Birmingham were prepared to go two million for this guy. He must have something. Meantime, there was no bid for Lord Shankland. You know, d- despite you know his record over the piece. Now that tells you not what you me and Sean think, that tells you what other people in the game think. You know, now, and th- these are facts that you cannot escape from. And and for me, that, that will very probably redouble Lauren Shanklin's efforts um, from now on in the United, United jersey. Because if he has ambition, 
Um, he will, you know, this is not like the days of Jim McLean holding guys in five, six, seven year contracts. And when fellas were on 200 and 250 quid a week and a win bonus at Dundee United meant you were as well off as you might have been in at certain levels in England. I mean, the game has changed. If you're really ambitious, you want to go south. That's it. You know, you want to go south or you want to play for Celtic Rangers if you're a Scottish player. It's as simple as that, you know, because you want to increase your earning capacity. Now, he's got to look at this and think, OK, no bids hidden for me. I'm now at the Scotland squad. I need to redouble my efforts to put myself back on the map again. Um, and, and, and that might create a wee bit of friction in terms of the role that he's been asked to play. Sean, I didn't I didn't think any, any St. Johnson players would would get called up. I think that it's probably just, it's just kind of the way you're... You accept these things now, but doesn't. Sorry, actually, it's it's just the way that football has gone over the over the last few years. But it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean to say that we should accept it because you know I think there was at least ironically the one the Sean Rooney was the one that made the the headlines for obvious reasons. He but out the three who I thought were, were genuine contenders, Jason Kerr, Sandra Clark, and Sean Rooney, I actually thought he was probably had the sort of, you know, the 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 lesser case of the three. Jason Kerr was Jason Kerr was the one for me that I who's continually getting overlooked when other centre halves are, are are getting brought in. And I, 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 you know, I've, I've seen Jack Hendry play a lot. I've seen well, I've seen them all, obviously, you know. And I just, I just nobody's nobody's going to tell me that Jason Kerr does not deserve a chance to be in a Scotland squad and he's just he's he's in the form of his career having just led a a provincial a, a sort of lower level provincial team to a cup win and he's 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 not getting a sniff yes he, he's a he's a really good footballer as everybody who's watched St Johnston um at all <laughs> more than once well no um has he had a better season than Declan Gallagher yes <laughs> No doubt in my mind, um, but Declan Gallagher's been there before, and he's had a better season than Andy Considine. Yeah, aye, yeah, I wouldn't argue with that either. Jack Hendry, I don't know because I've not seen uh, enough. Of, well, any of how he's been playing this season. So hey, maybe he's been brilliant. Um, the likes of Scott McKenna and Grant Hanley both been about the squad before, both playing the championship in England. Fair enough. Scott McKenna, fair enough. Grant Hanley has, has oh, been a, a disaster well, for Scotland be, in the past. He has been, yeah. Disaster. Because of the level he plays at, he's, just, he's always going to get the nod. That's just I know, how it I know. is. Somebody's and, uh, like he's got his laces tied together, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, so Jason Kerr is, is an excellent footballer. I can You can see what's going to happen with this guy, is that he's going to leave St. Johnston because he's a good player, He'll go to a decent level somewhere because some savvy recruiter will be watching him at the moment. Someone will come and pinch him and he'll end up getting caps next year, the year after, something like that, once he leaves. That's just how it goes. Um, Sean Sean Rooney, I mean, he's, he's the headliner, if you like, because he's been the man making the headlines for St. Johnston over the last wee while. Um I think he should have been in as well, to be honest. I think again, you look at you look at right back options. You got Stephen O'Donnell in there. Oh, it's our weakest part has, of the squad by a Has Sean Rooney to... been more impressive than Stephen O'Donnell this season? Well, second half season since he's come in and played and scored and been powerful and shown all this stuff. Has he been better? Aye, he has. 
I'm sorry. It's just it's 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 deeply deeply frustrating as a St Johnston fan because you watch you watch players and it's not happening all the time. You don't you don't consistently have somebody in your in your team who is likely to be or considered for Scotland. But on these occasions when you do have one, it's just been the case for ever that they're they're just Murray Davidson would be the one exception, and that was one cap. But everybody else is just just completely overlooked and you know what really gets me about it as well it's the sort of well, not that not that we would know yet because the Scotland manager hasn't been asked directly about uh, these players for for various reasons but when when they are asked they don't they don't tend to give considered answers to why they're not in either they just sort of gloss oh, over it, it and P- move it on the Peter, the Peter Grant yeah answer. exactly Alexander Clark is the, the case and basically just saw that he'd conceded six against Celtic, whereas actually Xander Clark had been the best player on the pitch. It should have been about 12, you know, but there you go. It was just a, yeah, it was a totally dismissive answer. And that's, when, and that when is, one of our colleagues asked, be, I think it was, it was Ian, Ian Rhodes right, that asked the question. Right. Yeah, yeah, but, well, that, that, sort of, that sort of attitude towards the question, it sort of sums up the problem. It's that you look at, the Scotland managers look at St. Johnston yeah. and they just instantly go, nah. Nah. They're, they're, they're not good enough if they're playing there. And that, that, that's, it's just, it's demoralising as a St. Johnson fan because Jason Kerr is a very, very good footballer. Sean Rooney has been banging for him and he's been really dangerous on the right side. Jamie McCart's had a better season than Considine on the, le- on the left-hand side. You know what I mean? Well, nobody's even talking about him, you know? And and has, has Liam Gordon had a poorer season than Declan Garker? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? I know. The- I know. The problem is, all of that sort of stuff has... Look, I mean, I don't think anybody's thinking that if guys are doing really, really well, they're going to say, well, you know what? I want to be at Saints for the rest of my career. It's, it's oh, like I the know, Shanklin thing, you know. But but what 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 they might do, uh, uh, when guys know that, you know, by being at St. Johnson, there's no debar to the potential of a Scotland call-up, they might sign that extra contract, the extra year, the extra two years, whatever, you know, knowing that they'll get a move uh, Anyhow, uh, in the fullness of time, but it's the sort of stuff that has an impact, you know, along the lines of maybe guys contemplating an extra contract. Well, if I do that, have I got any chance of Scotland squad place? No. So, and football's a short career, as we know. So, it, it impacts on that. I mean, I, I think the, the the issue with, with Stevie Clark is he's, and I wouldn't knock this for a moment. He's a very loyal manager. I think he's, you know, he's loyal. So he's been loyal to Considine Gallagher. He's loyal think, to two ex Kilmarnock yeah, fullbacks. That's that, for that, sure. That's you know? right. Gallagher. <laughs> I've less complaint with Gallagher. I think Gallagher's done well for him when he's played. But I mean. The there are, you know, you could look at that side and think there are players there <clears throat> that the two Saints men could definitely have said, well, you know what, we've had a better season or, or we uh, we are in with as much of a shout as you. you know, listen, I mean, I, Ryan Gold. I thought the way Ryan Gold had been playing I, for, for a, a guy who's small but robust and sees a pass and, and, and you know, I'd take Gold over John, F- John, John Fleck has done nothing Absolutely. this season. Absolutely. And, yeah. and the, he did nothing in the Scotland shirt when he was given a try as well. So where where's where's this loyalty coming from? That, you know, that's anyway, right. carry on, Jim. No, yeah. and, and, and you know, and, and, and you know, and he's not kidding anymore, Ryan. Got Ryan's at 24, 25, 25 now, you know? now, I think, So, yeah. you know, you think to yourself, well, he, he, here's a young boy playing at a very good level. Um, in Portuguese football, not one of the top clubs, but playing at a very good level, week in week out against you know the, the Sportings and the Portos and uh, and the Benficas, um, and and he's not got a chance. I mean, you know, the Griffiths one, I, I was less. I mean, Lee Griffiths is a player who I, I admire greatly, but has gone right off the boil. I'm not sure where his future. He's, 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 he's lost his. He's lost his spark. Way. Yeah, he's lost his yeah. spark. That's right. <laughs> but but Gold, I thought, certainly wasn't with a shout, and certainly one of the, one of the two Saints players, I thought, had to be in with, with a shout. 
out. But, you know, th- th- there you go again. Well, Stevie Clark is paid to take these decisions. He's taking them. Um, but I think, you know, th- 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 disappointing, I think, for me. Yeah, well, we're running out of time this week. But, Sean, there was a... There was a, a short Dundee United statement. It was a busy night, Tuesday night, actually, wasn't it? Uh, there was a short Dundee United statement about uh, reiterating Mark Ogren's commitment to the club in the, on, the, on the back of uh, the sale of his baseball team. There's a, uh, you know, did you, it's just as straightforward as it sounds, was it? Well, nothing, uh, to, nothing to read between the lines? <laughs> At, at, at this point, I, I think we, we would be uh, we would be straying into the realms of speculation if we were to think oh, it relates to the United. Don't let me stop. No, I never forgot <laughs> me before. Well, no, I do, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my powder dry on that one. I'm not into, I'm not, I'll leave it. He's found a buyer for his baseball club. Fair play to him. Um, does that mean he's looking for a buyer for Dundee United? I'm not. I'm not sure it'll go that far. Let's 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 see. Let's wait and see on that one. Jim, Jim, you're more prone to wild speculation. Yeah, well, listen, I, I, I've made a career of wild speculation, you know. <laughs> I, I have... Um, I, then bump into Mark Ogger and be you as well, while you were there, did you? On this occasion, you know, our discretion's maybe the better part of valour. I mean, I think back to some of his of his headlines, you know, that he, you know, that he, um, you know, he was warning up not that long ago of messy times ahead, and it wasn't, he wasn't thinking of Lionel, you know. Uh, messy times ahead at Tannadice and all the rest of it, you know. Now he's flogged his baseball club and he's I think he's kind of you know committed to uh, committed to you know uh, United I mean I thought it was a very short sharp uh, statement I I'm you know I, I, I my view my view these days with, with club owners um, is to take everything with a pinch of salt uh, Eric I think you know Mark Ogren cannot be faulted for what he's done at Tannadice. he's put he appears to have put a fortune in I still wait to see the books I think the, the books might look pretty this, grim. Is late, this has to be what, the latest ever is it I, I mean I, I, I'm starting to wonder if they'll ever appear um, the books will not look good it must be costing him an arm and a leg um he obviously has, you know, businessmen don't just reach into their current account and pull out a few million. They've got money committed to other business ventures, other, in his case, other sports ventures and all the rest of it. It may well be that the money freed up from this, if he's made any profit on it, from the sale of his baseball club, um, you know, helps it with United. I, my suspicion is he spent a lot more at Tannadice than he thought he probably would have to. Um, and, and, and I would, you know, bluntly, from now on, I, I, I'd far prefer to judge him on his future actions rather than any statements, because I think these are worrying times for the game generally, not just for United. And the game's in a mess financially, so um, I, I, I wait with interest to see what happens next. It's good that he appears to be committed, but in football, that can change in the blink of an eye. Indeed. Oh, listen, Sean nearly forgot. Well, we're on, we've, we've passed over St. Johnson's topic without asking you, are they going to make top six? Because football's starting again at the weekend. Do St Johnston beat Ross County and do do St Murn fail to beat Hamilton, which is that's what the, needs to happen? Yeah. See that that's the one I'm not sure about. I, I'm more confident about St Johnston beating Ross do County. Do you win? You think they'll both win? Yeah, I think I think um, St Murn will probably beat Hamilton, or uh, that'll that'll be the end well, of that. Be a, be a very be a very St Murn thing to do, wouldn't it, to not beat Hamilton? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, if you. <laughs> If you, I suppose so, but at the same time, they're, 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 they've been going all right. And, they're okay, uh, Hamilton. I, I mean, uh-huh. I watched Saints down there <clears> and <throat> and a couple of weeks ago. And maybe okay, maybe it's just my pessimistic nature then kicking in again. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm, uh, despite the fact that we've now we're, support, we're supporting a team that's won two trophies 
uh, in, the, in the last few years, I still look at them and go, losers. Mm. <laughs> I, well, I, you know, the thing is with Hamilton, I mean, you know, at Tannadice, I was at Tannadice last Sunday and I got, uh, I got Chipper Rice, I, got, I actually got Chipper Rice and Bomber Brown down to, to well, a part of the And I got John Brown and Chipper Rice down to the, to the game and it was chewing the fart with, with Chipper, who I've always gotten very well with in the game. And he, you know, he, he makes a point, we've been here, this club has been here so many times before and it's entirely possible that on the day this crowd for their no. life, entirely possible they will they'll win that game. St. Martin going to a, a deep freeze on the day. Um, it's not as though they're going for the European Cup, they're going for top six, which has got a big impact, a lot of extra money. Um, you know, a, a top player's wages or two over the course of the season if you get that place. But but Jim Goodwin's done a great job at St. Martin, you know, and it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he ends up just nudging them over the line into the top six. And then Dundee fans might be wondering what they missed. He dropped that one and just 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 before the final whistle. Anyway, we'll cover a few bases there, guys. Thanks again this week and uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.